And we're live. Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. Oh, man, that's weird. We are the Markout Movie Podcasters. Brandon is suffering from a bad back. So there might be drugs associated with that right now. Uh, and I have I, them, but I haven't taken them yet. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then I... I ate some. I ate some that didn't agree with me, so I have that. So here we go together, miserable. But here for you, nonetheless. First thing to feel for the Hobbit. I did not get to watch RRR. I apologize. I've been busy. <laughs> Brandon didn't get to watch it, but Brandon didn't also get to watch where I wanted him to watch, which is <laughs> nope. But uh, that's okay. No judgment here. Uh, <laughs> but then what he did get to watch is Elvis a hundred times. Uh, six, six to be honest, six is his is his record. Uh, how, now, I was going to ask you this, Brandon, uh, going into this. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, title this one is what we watch real quick. This in this episode we're going to be discussing Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But before we get there, uh, we always like to talk about what we watched this week. Brandon watched Elvis for the sixth time. Uh, I was and this question pop, popped in my mind. Uh, Brandon, the so you said early on when you was watching the movie, like maybe your second or third time, the theater was still pretty, pretty packed and pretty had a good amount of people. The sixth time was it empty or was it still pretty, pretty good? Uh, I mean, it wasn't as full as it was the third time, but it still had over a dozen people. Which I kind of laughed about it because right after I watched Elvis, I went and seen where the crawdads sing. Elvis had more people there and vengeance combined. So not a lot of people see these new movies. Speaking <laughs> so, of which, yeah, so you just brought it up. You've seen where the crawdads sings. Yeah. How would? Well, I have no recollection, no history with the book. So I went in. You know, not expecting anything. Um, I liked it. Uh, when it reveals everything at the end, I was like, mm, I don't like that. I don't like how they did it. But telling her, I liked her story more than the, the murder mystery or the mysterious death. You don't know if he, he was actually murdered. It could have been an accident. But I liked her story being left alone more than... Mm. The mysterious death of this person, um, but I liked it. I thought it was interesting. Um, I would say Vengeance was my movie of the week, though. Um, and what's that movie? You'll know him from The Office, B.J. Novak. Okay, uh, Ryan. Oh, yeah, I've seen the trailer for that. I think yeah. I think I remember seeing the trailer for the podcaster, right? Boyd Hoybrook. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Ashton Kutcher's in it. You know, it's an indie mystery comedy. Um, I thought it was excellent writing. I, I was not bored at all. Um, is this PJ Novak's directorial uh, film debut? Yeah, he directed it first time. He wrote the script, stars in it. I mean, Jason Bloom produced it. Uh, it's not Blumhouse, but it's, you know, it's he still produced it. Um, I just thought it was excellent like really i it kept me on the edge of my seat um it was funny it was dramatic it was fun the the supporting characters just make it very interesting i'll say and i would i give this to ashton kutcher i don't really care for him but i think mm-hmm. it's his better better performances in the last decade maybe okay. like, but yeah i hadn't seen anything new uh, i've been watching James Bond, you know. Um, so I hadn't really, those were the only two new movies I've seen. Um, I've watched, so <clears throat> new movies wise, first one I'd like to mention that I recommend uh, anybody watch is on Netflix. It's called uh, The Sea Beast. Um, it's an animated movie. Netflix, every year, comes out with some of the most amazing animated films. Um, Klaus, Klaus, which me and Brandon both enjoyed. 
I think uh, uh, Mitchell's versus the machine, which I liked. I don't remember if you liked it or not. Yeah, um, I, I thought that was really fun. Uh, and then this one is um, this one is about uh, these hunters on a on a pirate like a pirate type of ship that uh, it hunts monsters, hunts kaiju, giant monsters and beasts. Uh, and uh, this little girl uh, stows away to become to join them, and they encounter a big red beast in the sea, but. You don't really at the end. You real find out, find out. You really don't understand. They don't really understand one another. But yeah, it's really, it's really. You had a lot of heart. I really enjoyed it, and plus the animation in it was really good. Like the, uh, the visuals look really crisp. The water looks great. Like the clothing looked good on it. You know, just like it just amazes me how how good you know animation is becoming. Um, last thing I saw this week that is new would be Prey. I watched it maybe last week, I think. But anyway, Prey, uh, which is the new Predator film that and is the Predator, Predator sequel that we deserve to have. Uh, it's better than all the other. Although, I didn't hate Predators. Personally, I didn't hate Predators. Uh, but my favorite Predator movie is the first one. Didn't like to, although I imagine it might grow on me now. I don't know. Um, but I didn't like it because it was so far removed from what the first one was. So I didn't know how to respond to it. Uh, now I see how to respond to it. But so, but yeah, I loved it. I loved uh, Prey. I thought Prey was great. Yeah, I would say every Predator movie is different. You know, it just, it just feels different. It doesn't feel in the same universe, really. I haven't seen Prey, but all the others just there's they're they're all different, and I would say Predators would probably probably be the best sequel of the bunch. The um, one with uh, uh, Brody, yeah, Adrian Brody, yeah, okay, yeah, I would say that's probably the best sequel. But most people do like Predator too. I watched it last year, and I just. I was like, no. <laughs> Still no? Still no. I was like, man, this is so far off of what Arnold and them did. And that just... <sighs> I love Gary Busey in it, though. But it just it doesn't work for me at all. You know, it's hard to cap capture lightning in a bottle more than once. You know, like with the first Predator movie, uh, the way that they were able to, like, create atmosphere... Uh, it, it was a it was a action movie, but it had horror elements. Uh, the yeah. predator felt like a like an unkillable force, you know, and just very like 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 ahead of very like above everybody else, pretty much. And and Schwarzenegger and Carl Withers, you know, everybody in it was really great. Yeah, everybody. It was a great cast. You cared about everybody in that movie. So, uh, and I felt that way about Predators too. I thought that the cast in it, like, I cared about the cast. You know, even like Topher Grace. You know, I I liked, I liked I love Topher until he turns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is like my first time watching him play a bad guy. Then of course he did it. The straight up, the straight up villain, right? Yeah, I was yeah. like, no, I don't like this. He, this doesn't fit you. Just like Venom didn't fit you. <laughs> Um, and another thing I watched last week, I don't know if I mentioned it, I probably did, but nope, which I probably did. I loved it. Uh, and I keep wanting Brandon to watch it because it's just so, I, I just want to have his take on everything. Uh, just, uh, I can't wait for him to watch it. I plan on maybe hopefully trying to watch it again this weekend. And Brandon says again, and then I said, Brandon, you've seen Elvis six times, so you can't say again. Um, but all right, well, we'll move on into the episode, getting to what we're here for, which is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, go for it. My bad, Brandon. You got something that you want to mention. I'm sorry. We have one topic today, and I just wanted to discuss it with Aaron. Um, there's been My bad. There's been some rocky drama uh, amongst Sylvester Stallone and producer Aaron Winkler. 
who's produced every Rocky Universe picture. Um, basically, what Stallone's lashing out, he wants the rights to his character, and mm-hmm. he's not getting it. Um, he's upset about Creed 3. He's upset about the Drago spinoff. And people was like, is he being greedy? Is he not wanting other people to shine? Or is he being forced out of his own creation? I just like mm-hmm. your take on it. Well, what do you think? I think he's being forced out. Like, Rock, he, you know, I think about Rocky. I think about, so the movie series, the movie, the first one was great. Second was pretty good. Third one was pretty good. The fourth one, in my opinion, is the best. Well, just in my opinion, was the best one. And then, like, it kind of went down. And then Balboa kind of brought it up. Like, it, Balboa fixed it, fixed the, the way it landed with the Tommy Gun stuff. Although, I know you like Tommy Gun stuff. But, um, I mean, I uh, like the story of what he's going through, his brain injury and all that. But I don't like Tommy Gunn. You know, I didn't the street fight element. You like see, I didn't like the street fight element. I like you know? the street fight, but uh, but I think that uh, Sylvester Stallone was able to kind of help help save the series, help save the franchise, and then give it breathe new life in it with Creed with that stuff. And uh, and I think that yeah, I think it's wrong to force him out. And where where he still has a lot in the tank as far as like things to offer it. But uh, just but studios, studios take stuff and destroy it. So look at the Home Alone franchise, how they just took it and like ran it to the ground, and uh, and it doesn't even look like what it. I loved that Scream poked fun of that too. How uh, how Scream poked fun of the fact that studios take franchises and just destroy them mm-hmm. over the course of uh, time. Like you know, like they had, like in Scream, they make fun of a Scream version that had, you know, uh, Ghostface was like had flame flamethrower or something like that. It's weird, it's like in his silvery, because that's what they do. They take IP and like get all. Get, how much can I get out of this? You know. Yeah. And and it. So I think that they do that, and I think that they they're wrong for trying to take it from uh, Sylvester Stallone, or at least. He should have creative input. He should have, like like he should he should have like like that John Carpenter rule. Like Carpenter has that, you know, he doesn't really have final, but people he's the Don. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Carpenter's the and you want to make sure that he at least likes the product, unless you're Rob Zombie, of course, then you don't really care. So yeah, yeah that's I was just, just curious what you thought about it. Me, I think it's all sad. The fact that he doesn't have any kind of rights to his own creation because there would be no Rocky without him. Uh, there would be no Rocky universe without him. Um, and if they do, if he's not involved, I don't know how well Creed 3 is going to do. I don't know how well Drago will do. I'm not even sure Drago will happen if Stallone's not part of it because Dolph Lundgren's, you know, he's really good friends of Sly. So if he sees they're forcing him out. He may just leave the project. And if he leaves, what's the point? You know? Right. I mean, um, they shouldn't do anything without him. He should have, if he's not, even if he's not in a movie, he should have creative control. control? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that's his baby. I mean, we all know that. Uh, they mm-hmm. shouldn't force him out if that's what they're doing. I don't, some people think he's being greedy. Not one other people to shine. I don't think that. I don't think it's. It's not about money either. I think it's. That's his baby. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's went on record to say he's okay if they reboot Rambo without him. And so I. The Rock is the one to kind of. Rock was him. Was, so. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I, um, it means a lot to him. It means a lot to the fans too. I can't imagine a Rocky universe without Rocky. You know, I just. It's not right. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right. We're going to get into oh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It came out on Disney Plus in 2021. 
Uh, following the events of Avengers Endgame, Sam Wilson, Falcon, and Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier team up in a global adventure that tests their abilities and their patience. Starring Anthony Mackie as Falcon, Sebastian Stan, uh, Stein, I don't know if I said it right, as Bucky Barnes. I didn't even realize this. Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell, son, yes. John Walker. Kurt Russell. Oh, my God. His son. I didn't even think that like there was Kurt Russell. So it, it, really? It didn't and I was like, "Oh, it is." And then now I can't not see it. That is Kurt Russell's son. I had that same experience when I watched Overlord for the very first time. I was like, "Man, that guy looks so much like Kurt Russell." I wonder if they're related. <laughs> you yeah. know, he just looks so. It's like a Kurt Russell was reborn. You know, resurrected. Yeah, yeah, he'll be perfect for uh for uh the big trouble or or snake or yeah. uh you know uh. uh Escape from uh, New York if they ever was to remake it. Cass, Cass, young, young wrestled there. Uh, but he probably, I don't know if he'll want to do it. But uh, um, he wants to do stuff, even though he is working on the new Godzilla Kong TV series with Kurt. So that's going to hmm. be something. But he said he kind of wants to do his own thing. Doesn't hmm. want to get in a trap where he's in his dad's shadow. And I don't think it's possible. He's a terrific actor. He's got a presence have, on screen. We, have, we also have Daniel Brühl as uh, Zemo returning in this film. Uh, we have, was that GSP? George St. Pierre? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the MMA. Like he showed up uh, in another uh, of the MCU films. Uh, and then I want to give my hat, take my hat off to. Uh, where is he? Oh man, the guy that played uh, I got Black Captain America because I don't I forget his name in here. Uh, uh, who is he? Where is he? I'm trying to find him. Yeah, Carl Lumbly as Isaiah Bradley. Uh, I thought he was excellent there. I just wanted to know your thoughts on the first of all, like like on the Bucky, not Bucky, but uh, Falcon Sam at the beginning of the, show, is, of the show pretty much is wrestling with the notion of being the next Captain America. Like, and he feels like he does. Well, she told Steve that he doesn't feel like the shield belongs to him, yeah. and uh, and he then gives it to the uh, Smithsonian, uh, to retire it, you know, kind of like a memorial for uh, Steve Rogers. Um, but who's apparently on the moon, who's a, yeah. Yeah, they they think he's on the moon. But uh, what what was your thoughts on like just the beginning, like the first episode or so of this show? The first episode felt like a movie from the MCU. <laughs> it just it was like it was it had everything, and I love the character development for uh, Bucky and Sam. And I also will say this: I've heard other people talk about it. You realize that the. Um, they're missing Captain America, Steve Rogers, and they're missing mm. Tony Stark. No one is filling that shoe. No one's filling that void. And you, it's, the, their presence is here. You know, it's missing. You can, it, it's, it's all over the show, especially with Steve. But I felt even with Tony, it was missing. And that's the very first time I felt that. Like they didn't, they mentioned them a couple times, but it's like the presence isn't there. And I've heard other people talk about it. Their presence has been missed in Phase Four, and you, you know it and you feel it. And I didn't really feel that until watching this show. Like I, yeah. I, I miss their presence. Yeah, you're right. You do miss like, and that's what like now that you're in a world without a Tony Stark and yeah. without a Steve Rogers, uh, and and because of that, you have all these different. Terrorists, or, or you know, I don't want to say terrorists, but you know, organizations and people springing up. And I thought that this show did something interesting with dealing with the blip. And uh, and you don't think about that, like so. Say you blipped away, and then to kind of get things moving again, they open the borders and bring people in and let them kind of have homes and you know, like yeah. create revenue or whatnot but then like five years later people blip back into their homes and so they like hey well 
they're back now. You're going to have to move. <laughs> you got to get leave this place that we gave you, you know. And, uh, and so they felt like thrown away and so and, and forgotten. And so I thought that was an interesting notion to and and understanding uh, understandable reason why a, a organization would become um, to do what they did, like the uh, flag smashers or whatever. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's pretty similar. Um, now, I didn't really buy into this new terrorist organization. Um, like these new super soldiers. Um, I was like, it's, it's, it's interesting to think about, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, and I thought it was led by Wyatt Russell. I thought, God, I didn't know anything. I just knew we were, we were getting a new Captain America and it was going to be him. I thought maybe he was the main villain of the show. And I thought he was in the, at the end of the very first episode, which wasn't the case. It's, it wasn't him. He's not leading this charge. <laughs> but uh, it went in a completely different direction. But I do agree with most of what you said. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, this show took chances, I, I think. I think it mm-hmm. took some risk. And sometimes it really paid off. And sometimes it just, I don't know, I kind of felt meh with some things they did. Um, Jerry, what, what did you, what, uh, what, what did you feel like worked and what did you feel didn't work? Okay, the new Captain America. Um, I love mean, Wyatt Russell. You, okay, Wyatt. Walker. Yeah. yeah. John Walker. Mm-hmm. I, I wish they would have took more time with him so we get to know him a little bit more. Because I remember when the show hit and he, everybody was talking about how he sucks. How the meme there. of it? Yeah, yeah. the meme uh, of him. I was like, <laughs> greater value. He's like, got such a good actor. How can not people not like him? And I think the problem is, I like him, but I think the problem was there was no, we didn't know who he really was. You know, what what his heart is until like later on in the show. You know, they didn't take time to really let's get to know him. It was kind of rushed. And that's why I kind of think this the shows like these could benefit maybe being 10 episodes or 13 instead of just six. But uh, I want to mention, I want to kind of piggyback off what you just said there, though. I feel like also, I feel like the government, like in this in this case, the uh, government in this movie, in the show rather, uh, like they want to manufacture their own superhero, yeah. uh, their own uh, poster boy. And, uh, and, they really never really desired it to be Bucky nor or uh, you know or Sam Wilson Falcon. They don't really or War Machine for that matter. They just don't. They want another front front guy, and that front guy is. And I'm not saying that uh, Walker, uh, John Walker, in himself was was bad. He seemed like he had, his heart was in the right place. Uh, to begin with, and he had, I liked his relationship with his friend. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought that that kind of kept him humble, kept him, you know, it, it reminded me like of Cap's relationship with Falcon, honestly, just like that, that dynamic there. Uh, but yeah, just ultimately though, he said it, he says, you know, he got uh, bravery, like, perp- like he got, uh, you know, medals of honor and things like that but you people are like oh you got medals of honor but he had to do some very very bad things to get those those yeah. medals you know and and that's the reality of war that mm-hmm. the, yeah and i'm not saying that none of those guys or women that serve our country isn't heroes they are heroes they go they fought for us fought for our freedoms and and i and i take you know i really do salute them but I also, in reality, realized that in serving a country, that literally means that they got to do things that they probably aren't proud of uh, because they're taught to do it and have, have to do it. And, you know, so it's real. It's real. This move, this show works well with, like, PTSD, with trauma of war, with um, 
it is who you are, you know, in America, you know, or in this world. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I really agree with that. I, I think for his character in this, though, he just, I mean, well, first off, you're you're replacing Steve Rogers. I mean, you're, Hard not, you're not on the same level as Steve. Neither is Sam. You know, I mean, he's not. And you can't really replace Steve Rogers. I mean, not really. I mean, but I think the best choice, for me, the best choice was probably Bucky, you know, because he's a super soldier as well. But he's a PR nightmare (laughs) because he's killed so many people. So you couldn't really go in that direction, thinking government-wise. And, you know, you really, I hate to say this, but Sam wouldn't be a choice because he's black, right? That's part of the storyline here. No black man would ever want to be Captain America for what their people have went through. That's what I, I, was like, saying. I like that subplot, by the way. I really, it, it, it made me think of Black Panther and Killmonger, you know, his mindset. You know, it, I think they and, have very similar mindsets. Him and and uh, we're going to talk about that, too. Um, uh, we're, we're going to talk about it now. I, well, before we get there, I wanted to ask you, what were your thoughts on the uh, love-hate relationship between uh, Sam and, uh, and you know... Uh, Bucky? Bucky, yeah. <laughs> well, you, I think you know me well enough to know that I'm a huge Bucky fan. Uh, I, I like the chemistry they have, but never really understood the hate why, why they don't like each other because it seemed like they were getting along before the blip. You know, in Civil War, it seemed like they were getting more along, you know, but maybe because Steve's not there. Maybe he was, you know, like kind of the glue. Yeah, that's how, that's how I feel about it. Like, it's, it's like, for instance, you and I, we became friends and we had a mutual friend that was in the midst and we kind of sink, sunk around that person, kind of knew each other around that person. Yeah. Uh, um, but even with that, with the, you know, with that person not there, it might have seemed awkward at first, but now I think honestly, me and you are like really, really great friends. And uh, and uh, but and I think it's just the dynamic there. It's like their mutual friend was Steve, and now they're like, you know, it's like you remember that Seinfeld episode where uh, George and Elaine and Jerry leaves to go somewhere, and then yeah. George and you know the bear they go out together, and Jerry wasn't there, and they just realized they really they they. They're Jerry's friends. Jerry's their friends, but they don't really know each other. That's yeah. kind of how I got from them. But yeah, I don't really understand why they always got to like bucket one another. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I mean, I like their chemistry. Uh, but I like their individual stories too. And I really did love that first episode where we're seeing where Sam is and we're seeing where Bucky is. And Bucky's dealing with a lot of trauma. He's trying to make amends to people he's wronged, uh, people he's killed, and their family members, especially one guy that he hangs with. Um, and that was when you find out that he killed his son. Oh man, I was like, and the grief, the grief he feels over it, just like, you know, you know, that's why he said to Steve, "I remember the mouth." Like, yeah. it's not. Not like he doesn't care. He it's like he's he's a silent passenger uh, in the in the act, but there's nothing he could do about it because he's under control. But he remembers it. He's stuck with him, you know. Yeah. It's like, man. But yeah, I love their relationship. I love. Uh, but yeah, when we you talk about Isaiah Bradley, um, who is we find out is the is the first black Captain America. Um, but he was, so that storyline is reminiscent of the Tuskegee Airmen uh, experiments, or not Tuskegee Airmen, but Tuskegee experiments. Um, so in Tuskegee, um, a lot of white uh, doctors or whatever came to a, a rural black community, Tuskegee, and, and uh, said they was treating them for uh, Treating people for syphilis, but what they're doing is giving them placebo 
just to study the uh, study the effects of uh, syphilis over the course of years. So, uh, so that's why black folks tend to not really trust the government, and, or more than that, but not trust the government and not trust uh, doctors and stuff like that because of the Tuskegee experiment, and which is a real thing. You can look it up. Um, but yeah, so he when he mentioned like they experimented on us, they you know took my blood, they came in my cell, and like you know for thirty years, you can see the torture and and the and the bitterness that this country put in him. You know what I'm saying? And it's just sad. And so uh, Sam is trying to trying to understand that like I'm glad that they said yes Steve had no idea that this even because if you know if Steve Rogers knew that this was happening that this that this place existed he would have broke them out or did something and brought shed light on it because this yeah. is Rogers character you know mm-hmm yeah he would have done something that's for sure but I would also you know, I realized watching this last night that really this is the very first time we've got to see Sam have any kind of story arc. You know, he's he's always just been Steve's friend, sidekick. So, and I realized like, wow, I really don't know who Sam is. I don't know who Sam Wilson is. You know, I was because he's never really had. He just kind of followed Steve Rogers around. So it was kind of interesting to watch him have a story arc and have a family and yeah, I mean yeah, and I I think that's one of the main reasons why I didn't feel like he for me was suitable to be Captain America because I never looked at him as a leader. I always looked at him as a follower, you know. And now that he's actually, and I love how they did it for the first five episodes. They put. Sebastian Stan's name first in the credits. That last episode, it was Anthony Mackie. Like, oh, really? I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, I was like, I like how they did that. They, they were setting it up the whole show for him to take this mantle, and uh, I like that. And yeah, I want to mention that too uh, when we get there. Uh, yeah, go ahead, finish your thought. Though. I just want to say I want uh, it's something I want to mention to you before we it get was, there. Uh, I just love the whole story arc with him. Like he doesn't want to be Captain America. He doesn't feel he deserves to be Captain America. And then he meets his Isaiah, you know, mm-hmm. who's a super soldier. And you say the very first black Captain America, and he's he said no. What was it? Respectful, respectful. No, no, no self respect, respecting black man. Whatever you want to see that. Yeah, uh, I think that hit him. But he also has to do what's what, what he thinks is right, and I just love how it builds and builds and builds to the final episode with Sam, and, and he, you know, he does take the mantle, and he fits it fits it fits well with him. I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie, it merged well the uh, Falcon and the uh, and and Captain America, and and start owning it like like he's like. He says, "Who are you?" And he says, "Captain America." And then the guy said, "I thought he was on, on the moon." <laughs> but uh, so yeah, he and then like you know that one part where he was outside doing things, and then that older black guy was like, "Look, that's the Black Falcon, Falcon." And he says, "No, man, that's Captain America." And so and I love that they're now seeing it. I love this was this is part where I found out I wanted to bring up. Man, I actually got a little choked when uh, when the first time Bucky comes from Cap. And Bucky says, A cap or something like that, you know. I'm like, oh man, just like he's, you know, owning it and and, and it suits him, man. He uh he says, I'm not a super I don't have a super serum. I'm just I I just we gotta fight for my country. Yeah, you know, because I'm not gonna let nobody tell me I can't fight for my country. Um Yeah, you know, I also like the story arc for Bucky's upset with him because he gave he just gave the shit away. When Steve said you were right for this, he says if he was wrong about you, he's wrong about me. So it's a very, it's very deep. Yeah. These characters, and I love that. Uh, I, I really do. I love, 
And I, throughout the whole show, I was like, you know, I just don't think they can replace Steve. I, I, I felt it watching it the whole time. I was like, I just, there's just no replacing him. And it's, in a way, it's true. You can't replace him, but you can move on from him. And mm-hmm. I, I think I'm not comparing, you know, Sam to Steve Rogers or anything. I'm not saying he's better and he's going to be better or anything, but you have to move on from the past. You have to set the future, the present as what it is, and you just have to move on from that. I think that's what the, uh, I think that's honestly the overarching theme of the MCU from post end games is how to move on. Whether it was Peter trying to move on from the loss of Tony, uh, the world trying to get move on from the loss of Tony, and but for Sam and Bucky, they're actually mourning the loss of Steve. No, they don't imply Steve is dead, but Steve is gone. Like he's not there. He's not going to be there. Like, hey, let me give you some insight. You know, he's gone. He's gone. We, he's gone, and uh, they're mourning him as if he's gone, and. Uh, Man, it's just like an amazing thing to think about. But yeah, I think I, I agree with you. There's no replacing Steve Rogers as Captain America, but we got to move on. And uh, Sam Wilson being Captain America now is the way we move on. Uh, it might, it might. And he says, and he said, I know that there's some people that aren't going to like me being Captain America, me having to shift. I can feel it. I feel it right even now. But nevertheless, we're here, you know? Yeah. And that's true. I mean, it's true, not, not just in the story. That's true in reality. <laughs> Some people will not accept anyone else, Captain America, other than Chris Evans. Or any, but uh, we that way with any of fictional characters. Like, I noticed, yeah. remember when people like, they, they, when they said, oh, I think Idris Elba would be great for Bond. And then they say, "Oh, Black Bond, Black Bond," you know, you know, and and they like, but then like when we even got just not even a Black Bond, but we got a Black 007, just and people's like, "Oh, that's ridiculous," and she's a woman, she's a black woman, you know, it's like, man, it, you know, people get so attached to these characters, uh, but you know, sometimes things will happen, and and like I think that. Honestly, somebody once ever once said Michael B. Jordan would have been great as the next like Superman and make Superman like like just change the origin a bit and why not? But it's but I know people would throw a fit. But like you know, people aren't used to it. People don't want to accept this stuff. I don't know how I would feel about Michael B. Jordan playing Superman. It's not because he's black. It's just I don't I love I love him. I don't think he's as the body body type or what? I no, it's just like I like him in as Killmonger and I like him in Creed. He's he's a good actor, but I don't think he's a great actor. You know, I don't I mean maybe he doesn't have to be for Superman, but I just don't know. I just it's, I just don't think it would look right, you know, hmm. him playing Superman. Um but I don't I don't know who would be right for that role. I mean, if you did, did go a black man. But uh, if it was in his earlier days, I say Denzel, because Denzel can pull off anything. <laughs> Literally, he can pull off anything. But I, I don't know. but uh, I, I had no problem with Idris, Idris, whatever, <laughs> playing Bond. Like I think that that's perfect casting. Honestly, I that's perfect. Just because yeah. there hasn't been a black Bond, that doesn't mean there can't be. You know. I, I don't understand why people get upset over that. I mean, I really don't. Uh, I want to ask you while we're like moving forward a bit, what was your thoughts on uh, Sharon Carter uh, popping up? Also, I want to get your thoughts on Zemo <laughs> and the different side that we saw with Zemo a little bit. You know, like he, he they got huh? I said he did more here. Yeah, I felt like. You know, Zemo was. I didn't hate him. I didn't hate him. I, I never hated him as a character because I, I, I completely understand why 
he did what he did. Uh, that's the thing about Marvel uh, is they make all the villains so complex that you understand why they do what they do. Yeah. Uh, but but I just like his that he started dancing a little bit, just like just. But he's so he's always playing so he's so so far ahead of everybody else, you know. Uh, just like his mind, he's he's really 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 smart. But yeah, he just um, man, I loved I loved seeing him. I didn't think I would like seeing him again, but I was glad to see him again in the in the Marvel in the MCU. I was excited to see him. I didn't know I didn't know he was going to pop up, but I was excited to see him. Uh, I loved I loved uh, him in Civil War. I thought he was he was one of these. Actually, I think he's the smartest villain we've had. <laughs> He made he made his opponents fight themselves. So there you go. He, he wins. <laughs> yeah, he actually, you're right. He successfully broke up the Avengers. So and they never really got back together completely. Yeah. Like they never really truly mended. But yeah. But yeah you're I, right. I thought he, he did was- more than to the Avengers than like Thanos, actually. Yeah. I thought he was fun in this, though. I, I, I enjoyed watching him. Uh, a little sad to see him go in episode five. You know, I mean, he didn't die, but, you know, he left. He did. Oh, he got yeah. captured by Wakanda. Yeah, Dora Milaje. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I like that they popped up. I love that she popped up. Florence Kasumba, who played Ayo. Uh, she was in, like, the, she was in Falcon. She was in uh, the Winter Soldier movie. And she's the one that told uh, Scarlett Johansson move or be moved. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, um, Chadwick says, as much as I love to see that, ladies, uh, no, you know, whatever. But, um, man, I thought, I thought, um, I want to, I want to mention real quick, though, however, uh, what was your thoughts on, and I mentioned it briefly, uh, Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter. And the twist of who Sharon Carter is now, post blip, post uh, being on the run. So she is a villain. I don't like it. <laughs> I just I don't like it. Um, it's it's <laughs> gonna work for her, but because she stands out now, she didn't stand out before. Mm. It's hard to believe a Carter could turn. You know, total opposite of her aunt, right? Yeah, and. But so I think it's going to work out uh, for a character. I just, I just couldn't believe it. I just, it's hard to accept. But well, I know what they're doing. They're setting up the Thunderbolts movie with all this because uh, 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 Walker's going to be part of it. Uh, <clears throat> Winter Soldier, Black Widow, they're all going to be part of this Thunderbolts movie. Um, so that is one thing I do notice that they are really setting up. I don't know if a lot of people have noticed that. I'm sure they have. But that's the one Marvel, thing that really Marvel is, Yeah, Marvel is smart, super smart as far as, like, they are setting up for years to come. Like, they're, so, they're sowing seeds. They're really good at sowing seeds, and then the payoff will come later on. Uh, like, uh, I did want to mention, because there's a scene that just popped, popped, flashed on my screen here. Uh, what was your thoughts when uh, Walker they 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 implied they beheaded that man with the shield. What, what, what was your what was your thoughts on that? I thought that was a, <laughs> honestly a good thing because to me the show was kind of getting stale a little bit. They needed something to really happen. You know, something drastic. <laughs> and it finally did with his character. I was like, oh my god. Is he, is he going to be like the main villain moving forward? Or what? Well, I, I was so intrigued about his character because, like I said, his story arc wasn't it wasn't fleshed out really. It was rushed, and but I felt this was good for his character. And of course, the 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 court scene with him, and he looks exactly like Kurt Russell in that court scene, like so much the way he's speaking. He he came off just like Kurt Russell in his twenties early thirties. Um, but I was like, man, this guy's got a screen presence. And I, I knew that in overlord too, but I, I loved the direction they went with him. Like you didn't know mm-hmm. if he was going to be good or if he's going to be bad for this. 
what direction are they going to go with him? And they kept me guessing. I, I ended up loving the direction they went with him. But uh, so, I thought it was needed, honestly, though. The lady that played uh, the head flag smasher, uh, I think she's going to be in this next Willow movie, actually. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But she was also in The Green Knight, which I've never seen that movie. Um, she was in a solo a Star Wars story, which I don't recall her in there. But Probably yeah, small child and that. Oh no, no, she was. Uh, I think she was like part of the people that lived in the sand or whatever. Uh, but yeah, but she. So I think that her character. <clears throat> I never like. She's not a really. She's a villain, but she's not. She's a villain, but she's just a like as uh, Sam said. She's just a mis misled teenager. Mm-hmm. She's she's a kid pretty much yeah. that that has this rage and this uh, wants to fight, but she just she doesn't know how she you know Buck and not Bucky, but Sam tried to kind of like talk her down and mentor her and just tell, tell her, you know there's another way to do, go about this. But oh, Agent Carter, <laughs> Sharon Carter kills her because to keep her secret. I would say to keep her secret. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> definitely to keep her secret. Um, I I really didn't care much for her character though. I mm-hmm. I didn't care much for that group to be honest. It, it was just I, I cared more about everything else that was going on than than their calls or anything. Um. It was, I think it was one of the parts that kind of had me going meh. You know, it's just, yeah, respect is kind of meh, you know, but, you know, it, it got it got it to A, to A, to, to B, to C, you know, it, it got us there, but I just didn't really care for their cause, you know. Yeah, that, I, I think the main aspect of this show was to set up, obviously, Falcon transitioning to Captain America. Also, I love that Winter Soldier sticking around. I love that he is, he is now like there with around. You know, it seems like he's gonna stay around. Um, you know, Sam now. I think he's a little sweet on Sam's sister. Let's be real. But uh, I, mean, I don't know how much. Like I expect him to be in the new Captain America movie, mm-hmm. but I know he's a major player in the Thunderbolts movie. Like him and Black Widow, I think are going to be the two leading charges of that movie. Which you know, that's your girl Florence now. So, but yeah, and this thing, and it goes back to what you're saying as far as us moving, uh, moving forward in the MCU. Yeah, and just like that, like people probably hate that they recast Black Widow now as Florence, you know. But that's where we're at, um, and I'm okay with it because I like her as. I like her as an actress, but I like her as this character. No, she's not Scarlet. Scarlet was different, you know, but they know uh, Sam is not uh, Steve, but they are they are them, but in these new roles, in this new capacity. Um, There's growth. And, uh, yeah. Characters. They're coming yeah, bigger, bigger characters, and you got I mean, you've got to love that. Yeah. I love that Bucky's kind of coming his own person too. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. I feel like he can lead things. Uh, I feel like, you know, Sam's, Sam ain't needing for the next Captain America movie, but I think after that, Sam could be fine on his own. I believe yeah. that. I don't think he needs a sidekick. I did love at the end of the last episode when they did the title card and it says Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I love that they Acknowledge that uh, Sam Wilson is now Captain America, and uh, just like, and it seems like his he's kind of blown up a bit in his own town. Like his people taking pictures with him, and you know, uh, and you know, just the like the best thing is for me is a is a black guy. I love seeing like characters, uh, diverse characters, not just black characters, but like Shang Chi. Imagine how amazing it is for the Asian community to have a superhero. Yeah. 
that, that they can identify with or, or with Ms. Marvel uh, having uh, a character that uh, the uh, Pakistani community can, can uh, you know, agree, like sympathize with, you know, and, you know, just like I think it's really cool that MCU's stepping in that, that direction. Now, how's everything going to fit together? It's that's another story. I don't know. I don't. To me, right now, it still seems like the MCU is still all over the place. Um, I see a little bit of their direction, a little bit more clear now, though, because I, I I definitely see them setting up the Thunderbolts movie, which is going to be big. It's going to be it's going to be like an Avengers film. So that is that's that's a clear setup in this phase. Um, so this is going to be so Thunderbolts is like the anti Avengers for. It, but it's like Dark Avengers, essentially. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's cool. So it's going to be their own little, like, so Thunderbolts, and then they have, like, taglines of different movies, like, like the Avengers, but with this group of people. That's cool. That'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's good. And Doctor Strange, what, what, what was he? The, uh, what was that group what, called? Uh, the um, Illuminati. Yeah, Illuminati. Yeah, that probably will get set up at some point. Um, I would say, obviously, probably after Phase, whatever Secret Wars is, probably after that. Plus, you're gonna get the X Men to come in. I mean, so the end of Phase Four is uh, Wakanda Forever. That's the yeah. end of Phase, 4. and I then we go. Going... Starts Phase Five. Um, yeah, and Phase Five. So, I mean, it's cool on its own, right, though. I mean, Ant-Man, he's still around. I just love that. And then you have, uh, so, Phase 5, I'm pulling it up right now. It looks like uh, Phase 5, you have, uh, you're going to have Agatha, they're covering the chaos, Echo, uh, which is that one character, or, yeah, you hadn't met her yet. Um, yeah, I was like, I don't know who Echo is. Um Ironheart, which will beat her in uh, Wakanda Forever. Uh, Blade, which we... Huh? Is Ironheart supposed to be the new Iron Man-like mm -hmm. character? Sort of. Iron Man-like character, yeah. Yeah, very, very... Uh, 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 MIT student that uh, that uh, is very, very smart like Tony. Um, the Marvels, which is coming... Uh, Secret Invasion, which is the scroll stuff. Um, then we have Captain America: New World Order, which the first episode of this series of this episode was called New World Order. Yeah. Um, we have Loki season two as well, Ant Man and the Wasp. That's, that's, I think that's the official first movie of Phase Five. Daredevil reborn, uh, born again, which is going to be like uh, eighteen episode series. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This is in 2023. So, and then they have some sporadic stories from Phase 6 <laughs> already together. Thunderbolts is one of them, I think. So Yeah. Uh, it's going to be amazing, man. Uh, unless we They're get definitely blitzed, doing but... better than DC. Yeah. I mean, uh, about it, that DC's canceling everything while Marvel has a 20-year plan. <laughs> yeah, you're right about it. Uh, what is uh, we go, what's your overall thoughts of this show going into your then your marks for the show? I mean, I, I, I overall I really did enjoy it. Uh, I mean, you know, some of the story aspects was because you had a lot of characters to follow in this. You know, it just wasn't Winter Soldier and and Sam. You, you there's a few more that play a big role in the setups they do with Sharon Carter and, you know, uh, John, it's John Walker, right? Is that mm -hmm. his name? John Walker. Uh, so, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the story. I really enjoyed the story arc with Sam and Bucky. I mean, they, they just make the whole show. And the thing with Isaiah was, was cool to see. Refreshing, actually. It was, it was very emotional. Um, I really like. What did you think about before you uh, finish, bro? What did you think about when uh, Sam took him to Steve's museum 
and let, showed him that they have now exhibit for oh, him. That was that was so heartwarming, and you know, he just knew he appreciated that, and he would never forget that. That that meant a lot to him. And was that his grandson? Yes, yeah, his grandson. So in the comics, his grandson becomes uh, like. Not like a Captain America, but he becomes like another, like 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 the cadet or something like like, like kind of like a sidekick of uh, Sam, like kind yeah. of like a, a like I he mentors that happening too. I mean, and then also the other guy, the uh, soldier guy that uh, Sam was friends with that he went on missions with, yeah, um, that took you know took his wings or whatever. That guy. Ends up becoming the new Falcon in the comic books. See, they're they're setting up stuff, and I like that. I really, I really like that. They're they're setting up a lot. So a little seeds, a little small seeds, yeah. And I think it's all going to pay off. I know a lot of people have been worried about. They don't know what face, what really, what is Phase Four. I think the point of Phase Four is moving on. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that is the whole point. A phase four. It's not about the main villain or where we're going with these Avenger films and phase six. It's it's really about moving on from Steve and Tony from Endgame and moving on. There's a new world, you know. So new world order. Uh, but uh, what would your uh, yeah, what would your marks? Uh, I'll give it four out of five on the markout meter. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it four out of five as well. Um, I thought it was good. There was some lowly like places where it kind of was like down, uh, but yeah, no, all, all in all, I think they did a great job of setting up. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Honestly, I am. I'm glad that so far you are enjoying the Marvel stuff, the Marvel shows, Brandon. Honestly, I am. <laughs> I was, I didn't know how you was going to take a lot of them, so you surprised me with. Uh, what if you surprised me with WandaVision? Now you surprised me with this one. So the only one I really couldn't get into was Loki. It, it and I, that had me worried, like because I love the character so much. And mm. is every other show going to be like this? It's not. I think so. You that, started with Loki, and you're like, eh. I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people have been. I don't know. Have mixed feelings on this whole phase four. You know, they feel that Marvel's lost a step. I don't think they have. I just think they are building towards a lot. And when I think fans need to be more patient than they have been in the past with yeah. everything that, because they, how many shows was, how much stuff was in phase four? Almost I don't know. Things, right? Yeah. It's been a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, well, before we wrap, I do want to. So next week we will be discussing uh, Shang Chi. We'll be revisiting Shang Chi, and then from there it's the Eternals, and then we get towards. We're, we're getting close. We're getting close. Uh, I want to mention in theaters now, Elvis is gone finally. Uh, <laughs> as far as I know, I might be wrong, Brent. Bullet Train is in theaters. Easter Sunday is a new uh, comedy uh, produced by Steven Spielberg, actually. DC League of Super Pets, which, Brandon, did you see that or no? Yeah, I saw it, saw it last How, Saturday. I, th- I thought it was fun, you know. Um, did, you didn't see Bullet Train yet. Are you no. seeing that? Are you, are you seeing it? I plan to see it Tuesday after okay. Nope. Okay, oh, after Nope. Uh, Vengeance. Uh, Brandon saw that. Nope. Where the crowd that sing. Thor: Love and Thunder. Still. Minions. Ride the Groove. Black Lotus in theaters. Ah. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is still in theaters. Wow. Uh, so yeah, some things to check out if you want to go to your local Regal. This isn't like being paid by Regal. I just want to say, hey, go check out a movie man. Here in Mosby, we have Regal. If you have something else somewhere else, go see it somewhere else. Um, but yeah. But anything else you want to add before we end this thing? No. Oh, I always forget. One last thing to add. Yes, yes. 
let's get us a, we have a goal here we're trying to get to 500 subscriptions subscribers subscriptions like we're on only fans or something that's not what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> but we we would love for the get 500 subscribers so if you don't mind if you enjoyed this episode obviously if you enjoyed it click that like click that share and click that subscribe button help us out and check us out on on uh youtube uh we are on anchor we're everywhere just google the markout movie podcast and you can find us you can listen you can watch us but uh in the meantime and in between time aaron whitlow brandon Spivey. we thank you for marking out with us here on the markout movie podcast